Welcome to the Open Source System Podcast. This episode is the part two of the previous episode. We suggest you listen to part one if you haven't yet. In this part, Kyle, Mike, Alex, and Vlad continue discussing open source projects and the latest news. Thanks. So next up is uh, an interesting little repo. It's called JS Tips by Lover A. Joel or something like that. And it's really just like a readme. And it's got a bunch of stars and a bunch of watchers. And it's like two weeks old. So it's kind of interesting. It's um, apparently the new way to write a blog is to <laughs> make a readme on GitHub. So how many stars? Was, it's got like six thousand stars, sixty-seven hundred stars, which is impressive. Um, and so yeah, it's like a reverse chronological list of tips. Um, for example, tip number nineteen was 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 kind of interesting. It's showing safe string concatenation and basically calling the concat method on the empty string and and letting that do type conversion for you so you don't end up with with doing arithmetic before string concatenation and um, it's very clever. I feel like that's something that Lodash would do for you automatically or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, did any of you guys look at any of these tips and see something that was amazing or terrible? I just wanted to point out that the the guy's handle is Lovera Joel because his name is Joel Lovera. Okay, Lovera, <laughs> not lover a Joel. Lover a Joel. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Joel. Correction. Um, really sweet GIF up top though. I feel like maybe that's why you, you might like this, uh, Mike. I mean, it doesn't yeah. explain anything. But no, but I'm mesmerized. Like yeah. it's these animating. It's like a robot pumping things into devices or something. I'd say that a lot of these uh, tips are actually more like cool hacks that you shouldn't use in real life code because the other people reading them won't understand them. Yeah, I oh, agree. Uh, Absolutely. Like the, like number 18, rounding the fast way using like yeah. bitwise shifts. Yeah, seventh, yeah, double squiggly index of type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes you look smart. Oh, yeah, there, there, here's the 15 is the double squiggly index, so there it is. I assume I'm getting there, yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool, though. I mean, I like there's. it doesn't seem like there's terrible advice in here. It's just kind of like a collection of tips, um, and people are finding value in this tips. Like, I wonder if... People out there every day are like, "Git pull, can't wait," um, and then check the diff on the readme. They also posted to Twitter, so that's pretty nice. You can just follow the account and uh, have a daily tip, your JS daily tip. Mm -hmm. And and there's like 27 pull requests, so people ha are suggesting tips. Yeah, this is this is going to be the the most bike sheddy. Thing. Yeah, it's like I wonder who who you know. I mean, I'm assuming Joel approves these, but like you know, who who's the uh, who's the authority on them? So who is the authority on anything, man? People write yeah, JavaScript. Like, 
Like one of the top <laughs> issues is uh, number 18. The title says rounding, but the code does truncate. And then they show the example, and it's like the double tilde, like for 1.999 rounds to one. It's it's a mm-hmm. kind of a trunk. Anyways, it's interesting. Like it feels like the issues are going to be as important as the tips, but also none of it, it will ever be resolved. No. <laughs> well, if you want to see this repo in action, we'll have a link to JS tips in our show notes, and uh, maybe you can create your own uh, uh, Java tips or Rust tips. Yeah, and if you tips. and if you're interested, uh, you can send us tips. Our PayPal addresses are. <laughs> I thought we used Stripe. Yeah, like, I can't believe Alex said PayPal. Stripe uh, doesn't immediately let you send money peer-to-peer at the moment. Uh, we'd, ha- we'd have to set up like a tips web page where you send us tips. Tips. Read me. Pro tip. Pro dot tip. Do we have that TLD yet? <laughs> I'm just going to go straight. That Nope, server not found. Don't know. <clears throat> Next up, we also have another another sort of a quick README project, uh, which is a list of security talks and videos. Uh, it's a curated list of awesome security talks. We'll have a link to it in our show notes. Um, these, uh, I mean, doesn't have this project doesn't have that many pull requests yet, unless they merged. Uh, they already merged ten, but uh, nothing really in review. Only one. Um, but uh, if you're interested in sort of following up uh, a bunch of uh, on a bunch of security related conferences, this is a thing to to look at. You know, I watched this really cool um, security talk, and I don't know if it's on this list. I'll just assume it is uh, about hacking elevators. Um, well, that sounds terrifying. It's it's actually uh, pretty interesting on on how. Um, how all elevators are kind of uh, are set up and, and controlled, and um, and like all the ridiculousness with um, the the fire keys, because yeah. uh, <laughs> the uh, the biting key the you know the biting number for the to uh, to you know create the keys um, when they when they they wanted to they, you know firefighters had you know there was a keys for everything and so firefighters had to carry around these giant key rings of like thousands of keys for each of the different types of elevators. And so in an effort, they try to centralize all of the keys uh, to uh, certain sets based on the region. But in the spec, they provided the biting um, key number in the, the actual spec. So like basically anybody can use that to make their own key. But anyways, it was it was a really interesting talk. Well, maybe you should add it to the list and... Uh... <laughs> I was trying to look for the uh, the name of the talk. I can't even find it anymore. They have a thing where, like, if you hold the down button while you the whole time, it won't open the door. Is that real? No, that's not real. So um, they actually talked about that in this. Uh, so there is a, a service mode in which you put a key in, and it, it's it, it's intended for you to be an elevator um, service operator. Root. Um, and root. <laughs> yeah, similar. Um, and I guess the only thing uh, more powerful is the um, is if you're on top of the elevator, then you can basically control everything, um, which you should never ever go on top of an elevator. It's super super dangerous. Um, but uh, pro tip, pro tip, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, don't. It's it's super dangerous up there. Um, 
don't ever do that. <laughs> they, they should be locked, but, you know, some crazy elevators are not locked. Um, no, there, there's, uh, there's basically that, that person, there was a, that video that went viral, and basically they had a service operator key, which you can get. Um, they're not, like, hard to get, but they had a service operator key, so they were able to control the elevator. And it's basically you hold the button, and it will move the elevator and down and not, not call the call lights. Now, there is uh, some elevators, though, that if you did that, it wouldn't makes the ele it doesn't make the elevator any faster. Um, so basically, the elevator would go to every floor and stop. It wouldn't go fast down it, you know. But so you're just basically being a jerk by not opening the doors. Nice. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the other thing is just because they have uh, service operator keys. But anyways, that's a uh... something. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting talk. You should uh, add it to to this list. Um, besides the, well, not not besides that one. Uh, the other stuff on this list is uh, is uh, link links to all sorts of stuff uh, besides Toronto, besides all the besides talks, Black Hat 2015. Uh, what else is there? Everything dating for, to 2015, and uh, I think uh, one of them there's a. Uh, uh, there's a playlist of talks from a conference from 2016 already, so that's pretty good. Oh, I just found the the video too. So it's from DefCon uh, 22. That uh, talk was by uh, Deviant Olam and Howard Payne. Nice. <clears throat> Those guys sound hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's like an hour long talk about hacking elevators, and I just could not stop watching it the entire time. It's it's a it's a great talk. Here, I'll post a link. From the pit to the penthouse. Yep. Nice. We're going to have a link to that uh, talk in our show notes. Um, so that's uh, awesome sec talks on GitHub. We'll have a link to it as well. Um, uh, Nick, go ahead, Alex. Did you guys talk about um, the Dan Aramov uh, Redux videos that he released by nope. any chance already? I'd like to plug those if I could. Please go ahead. Uh, one of the next things I wanted to bring up was uh, a series of very short videos. I mean, there's like 30 of them, but they're very short uh, individually. Uh, videos by Dan Abramov, uh, who wrote Redux and works at Facebook, uh, and pretty much takes you from like the core concepts of immutability into like pure functions, into like how to mutate those things, into like how to build that into an application and then the initial like uh, problems you're going to have once you build anything of any significant size and it tells you how to like do uh, get around those things and kind of just builds you up uh, very very extremely nicely uh, into like being proficient at using Redux and, and why it could be helpful and things like that. That's on Egghead. Uh, you can like watch them at you know 2x uh, while you eat lunch or whatever and it, it takes an hour. Uh, so I I've, I really enjoyed those. I watch a lot of videos, and most videos are good, but these were like very like to the point and very quickly uh, like showed the concepts. And I think uh, they they are a notch above. Yeah, and for those who never heard of Redux, Redux is a state container for JavaScript apps. Uh, if you uh, heard a lot about good things about uh, React, uh, try out Redux at uh, redux.js.org or at uh, on GitHub, uh, just search for Redux, and uh, the repo with 12,000 stars is the one you're looking for. 
Worldsjs.org. Just some like some random person. You can get. Uh, they've got like a wild card domains DNS thing set up, and you just <laughs> send a pull request, and you can get a subdomain for your project. Nifty. Someone German. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it seems like I looked at this JS.org site and there's uh, I think they wanted to embed some analytics and it's like, you got do not track on. We're not going to sh- do this thing to you. So it seems like they're pretty serious. Pretty organized. Good. Um, but you never know. They might shut down all the domains and direct it to some Google ads one day. <laughs> 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 but until that happens, we're, we like it. Uh, next up, we got some news. Uh, one of the first things, Mike, I believe you added this one. You were really excited about this, or just uh, excited? I'm always excited for it. Yeah. So, um, hang on a second. Where did the? Yeah. So, okay. So this is this is kind of big news. Microsoft they sent a pull request to the Node.js project, um, adding support for. Chakra Core, right? So you can basically plug and play your JavaScript engine in Node.js if you want to use Chakra instead of V8. This is what they're proposing. Um, and so they, it's like a massive pull request. I imagine it'll take a very long time to review, changing like 5,000 files or something like this. Um, but I think it's I think it's cool. It would be I think an interesting thing to have a, a a JavaScript server that you could you could drop in different JavaScript engines if if that was interesting to you. Um, Alex, what, you, what are <coughs> what do you guys think? I mean, I I don't primarily develop Node.js apps. Like I use it as a tool. Um, I'm not writing web servers in Node. I'm curious what you guys think. I, I I'm pretty sure you all have done. A lot of node work. Well, well I, mean, I think be, I think it'd be cool. Just I mean, there's some Microsoft technologies and things out there that um, uh, you know, it this would just enable you to write Node.js style applications for. So like you know, you know, we see Node.js running on Xbox or something, maybe. <laughs> I have a Nintendo Wii. I don't know what you're talking. Oh. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it seems. Uh, less like globally good because Chakra. Uh, I don't know. It seems good because like generally when there is competition and there is you know multiple options, then like that you know spurs you know speed wars and compatibility uh, and standards and things like that. So it seems really good for the ecosystem, in my opinion. Also, like there are ES6 things that Chakra supports that V8 doesn't yet, so you can. Like, kind of pick your feature set. But the problem with that is, like, how quickly do we get Mike Taylor going through Node projects to see if they're compatible with both uh, V8 and Chakra? Uh, <laughs> they use, you know, like, uh, so so we'll Kill see how that kind of happens, you know. And and like, there are, there's a lot of like, there are you know billions or whatever of npm modules added hourly, uh, and they all have you know Node version, you know, greater than 4.0, but now we would need also, like, the 
the runtime, like both or all or just this one, like as you know, a flag in there. Uh, but like the debugging tools, like uh, I think uh, Chakra will beat, like uh, IE at least will beat uh, everyone else to like time travel debugging, right? That seems mm-hmm. to be the case. Um, so I, I imagine potentially it could be great for the debugging story as well. So time travel debugging, you're not talking about Bitbar. No. You're talking about like record and replay. Yeah, and, and yeah, reverse and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So th- that actually exists, but not for the web. I mean, so there's this project that some Mozilla people work on called RR, record and replay, yeah. and that's like for Linux binary apps, but... Um, yeah, I mean, time travel debugging exists for lots of different, like Smalltalk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, in any like immutable language, but I think IE either has it in or has they've showed off uh, like time travel debugging in IE like Dev Tools stuff. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What I was mentioning is that someone's working on that for for Firefox Dev Tools as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think everyone's racing uh, to get it. There's also being worked on for at Chromium, I, I believe. Um, but um, it's, it's kind of a holy grail of just like, hey, what just happened? Uh, re- rewind a little. Yeah. What I wonder is, like, if I don't think it's probably going to be possible because if they already they made it, then you could time travel back and give us source so we can just uh, use have the time travel debugging right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Glad you're off the podcast. Yeah, sorry, that's not a too negative. I'm really excited for type debugging. <laughs> it's gonna be the next best thing in the browser. So when do when do we expect a pull request from um, Mozilla against that's, Node.js? That's a good question. So I was I was chatting with Dave Herman today, who works on research at Mozilla, and I don't think there's anybody working on this specifically, like the Spider Monkey people. But he was saying that would be really cool. So I'm sure people want to do this, but I don't know if anyone's actually working on this at Mozilla right now. It could, it'll be good just anyways, just because, you know, like it, it, it will be interesting to see how the Node community does react to, you know, being able to optionally swap out the, the JavaScript engine, you know. Um, I, I don't even know how NPM and, and any of those things are going to respond to that, really. I'm still waiting for the day for, like, Opera to, to open source their old browser tech, but just like any implementation of of JavaScript or HTML, any of these like massive browser technologies is is a good thing, I think. And it's uh, it's it's definitely cool to learn from from these really smart people who've who've hacked on this for years. And so, did you watch the the video announcement for it? No. Uh, the uh, the the guy Steve Luco he was uh, he's doing a really good impression of uh, Bruce McCulloch from Kids in the Hall. Watch it. Okay. And watch it and then Google uh, or YouTube uh, Bruce McCulloch from Kids in the Hall if you're not oh, familiar with the show. I'm, I'm very familiar with Bruce and Kids in the Hall. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like his impression's spot on. I don't think he's purposely trying to do the impression, but it's it's spot on. Does he try to like squash you? With his thumb and finger at the end of it. No, it's just just his the manner of speaking, and you know he just seems very uncomfortable on on camera, and it's it's just exactly like 
the kids in the hall character. In fact, I think we should create a sketch comedy show um, based on open source off of that. Um, I think that would be fun to do. I don't have any <laughs> money or the knowledge how to create a show, but you know, I'm sure we can figure it out. Put it on YouTube, and uh, it will work. <laughs> It'll be fine. Please, please like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I, I just mute my mic and laugh here all the time during the, during the show. Um, uh, another bit of news, uh, there's OpenShot 2.0 beta was released uh, just on January 11th, and uh, this is, uh, OpenShot is a video editor, and uh, it's pretty nice to see uh, sort of some uh, video tools that are open source and, uh, you know, you don't have to use some of the Adobe stuff. Um, and uh, you can uh, visit it at openshotvideo.com and check it out. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty full-featured uh, video editing tool. I was I was pretty impressed. So OpenShot 2.0, some of the new features. There's copy-paste, volume, time changes, fade, animation, layout. So it seems like uh, a lot of uh, new uh, UL, uh, user interface enhancements. And uh, if you're sort of uh, if you're doing some video editing on Linux and you're looking for an open source solution, uh, there's also a, it also works on OS 10. Um, yeah, I see that now. It's got Mac and Windows installers, so so it's 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 pretty cool. There's a huge. Uh, it seems like this release has been in the works for a while, and uh, it's just good to sort of switch away from all the JavaScript and uh, all the GitHub stuff and just go back to some of the uh, sort of uh, Real open source projects that we've been going for years. And, uh, people spend uh, their like I don't know, whole weeks working on this. Um, so yeah, it's OpenShot 2.0. We'll have a link to the blog and uh, the announcement here in our show notes. What's interesting is the first comment on this blog post. Uh, the, the developer Jonathan Thomas he says, "If you're looking for installer links, which I just was." Those will be released first to Kickstarter backers, and then soon everyone else. So that's, that's interesting. I guess you can probably just build it yourself if the source is available. So right. who cares? I need to apt get install it, though. Otherwise, it won't work. Is it compatible with Docker? I don't know. I'm just trying to say Linux words. <laughs> Those are all. <laughs> Um, ne next bit of news, uh, as the uh, as the person here who is a member of the jQuery Board of Directors Foundation, um, I don't actually do anything to the code these days, or any days. Uh, jQuery 3.0 beta was released uh, uh, on the 14th, so about six days ago. Um, 3.0 looks pretty fresh. Um, it's not like it is a you know a major version, so there are uh, backwards incompatibilities and things like that, but it's not that crazily different. Like, uh, upgrades shouldn't be too hard. Uh, the, the major things that you probably want to know about are that uh, jQuery deferreds are promises A plus now, finally. So the mm -hmm. age-old jQuery promises suck, threads can finally die, which is nice. Mm -hmm. They have some, uh, some, you know, interesting other things they add for error cases and catching and uh, and silent failures and things like that. Um, animations use request anima request animation frame now, which was uh, a long time coming. Like no longer uses uh, set interval uh, in order to position things on a page, which is uh, ideal. 
there's some weird stuff with hide and show, like not using like the complex methods for hiding and showing things that uh, we used to do. Um, Is it uh, safe to use those uh, methods again? Uh, yeah, I mean, potentially. Uh, it's, it's certainly, uh, uh, in many cases, it makes much more sense to add and remove hide and show classes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to the extent that it's safe to use that as a pattern at all, then yes, it's safe. Cool. Uh, there are also some, like, speed-ups and performance uh, things that they fix, especially with, like, custom selectors and, and stuff like that, visible and hidden, uh, uh, based on a lot of the work that Paul Irish uh, showed uh, on how, like, visible was, uh, like, thrashing and doing a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, pretty good pretty good little update. Uh, namely, another big uh, part of this is that since IE8 is no longer supported by Microsoft, uh, well, neither is IE9 or IE10, which maybe you guys haven't talked about, but um, on January 12th, uh, uh, Microsoft dropped support for 8, 9, and 10. Uh, in the same fashion, jQuery is dropping support for IE8. So they still support 9 and up, um, but uh, there is no, like, backwards compatible plug-in to make the new code work with uh, IE8. So if you want IE8 support, you have to use the 1.x branch. Mm -hmm. The 1.x and the 2.x branches aren't going to get new features. They're only going to get regression and bug fixes uh, from, from here on out. So with 3.0, there's no longer multiple versions, right? Like going... Uh, yeah, there's not like the tracking the 1x and 2x at the yeah. same time uh, thing. Pretty uh -huh. much any new feature is only going to be added to 3.0, and the only fix push things to 1 and 2 if there are like actual bugs like code that breaks or, or is a problem, um, which have mostly been flushed out by this point. There will be a migrate plugin, so if you're going from one to the other, it can kind of help you go back. Um, yeah, it's cool. a good direction. Yeah, so try it out. It's in beta 1 right now. It's already in the CDN where you can install it using npm. Uh, npm install jQuery at 3.0.0-beta1. Um, and we'll have a link to the blog post in our show notes so you can read the, the long list of breaking changes and uh, fix up your app for the new, new version of jQuery. Yeah. Uh, the, the last thing that I uh, wanted to add that wasn't on our initial list was that uh, I noticed a, a week or so ago that Jay Dalton started pushing uh, uh, Lodash 4.0 modules around and talking about those. So there's some good posts that he has uh, that uh, maybe we can find, but the, the main thing that I noticed from the kind of the stuff that he was talking about um, uh, was that uh, like the functional programming um, version? Like, load, it used to be Lodash dash FP for for functional. So you have like uh, higher order functions and things that you can kind of like group into uh, you know like rolled up um, you know functional programming things where you know data comes last in the argument order and all that kind of stuff. That's mm -hmm. all like built in. Uh, there's some speed stuff. He also started testing against Chakra since Chakra became open source. Um, he's pretty quick. <laughs> um, and uh, dropped IE6 through 8 support, much like um, 
much like uh, jQuery did. Yep. Uh, you uh, you can like use the ES5 shim, the ES6 shim to enable uh, support for those things. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. There, they, like there's some like switch around things for like different ones, but there's a pretty big change log um, that he has that's really boring, uh, but probably important. Um, so yeah, uh, it seems pretty easy to upgrade on this one. And it's it's also like he's done a really good job. I think finally, I like the 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 environment in which you can pull in Lodash, uh, especially for client side code, is significantly improved if you're using ES6. Finally, it used to be that you could use destructuring to say import curly brace uh, max curly brace from Lodash. You still pulled in all of Lodash, but now you can kind of like require Lodash once and then require just single functions nice and easily uh, and only like the individual tiny little functions that uh, you need will be you know built into your app and, and it all works pretty well. That, that's always been the dream and kind of worked with the AMD stuff but then ES6 got popular and Babel couldn't compile it but it, it all seems pretty ironed out at this point. Nice, that sounds exciting. For those yeah. who do not uh, do that much JavaScript or do not do not know about Lodash, you can find Lodash on GitHub. Just go to github.com slash Lodash. And it's, uh, it's a utility library uh, that uh, will give you some cool uh, extras for stuff that's missing in, in JavaScript and uh, give you some performance optimization so you don't have to uh, copy-paste stuff from Stack Overflow of how to do a thing. Just look at Lodash and load up. Uh, load the thing you want to use, and you don't have to include the whole library. It's all modular, and as Alex mentioned, and pretty well supported. One thing uh, <clears throat> I I always look at is the issue list on Lodash, and it's usually zero. I see somebody uh, sent a bug that seems like it's been uh, open for a day. So, oh, man. How, how is that possible? Someone better page JDD. <laughs> He's insane. One thousand four hundred and twenty closed issues. And he actually like tags and all that kind of stuff, and only like a handful are tagged with like invalid things like that, right? He he does a good job. He's yeah. he's actually a crazy person in a, in the best way possible. I, I see on his uh, he tweeted on January 9th that Lodash 4 adds 87 new methods, yeah. so pretty intense. <laughs> that's that's impressive. So I'm guessing the whole um, Lodash and underscore merger was is not happening. Um, I mean, I think underscore essentially is just deprecated. I think that's how that merger is coming about. I I that's how I was uh, reading that. Do the underscore maintainers know that? <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna make that <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Lodash is also available at lodash.com, so you can uh, check it out there. Yeah, I guess there's still development on underscore directly. Not nearly as much, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I- I'm glad that it didn't get merged, but, you know, it's. Uh, I'm just curious. Do you have a reason why someone might use underscore still? Oh, I don't know. I forget why. They were, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, they, they have, uh, like, their own thing, their own philosophy that they're going for. Um, I, I generally think that uh, Jay Dalton's uh, method of uh, more strict releases uh, is a, a better way to go. But that's just me. I'm sure somebody has reasons. Lots of people still use underscore. Yeah, I always felt like that was because 
they just hadn't heard of Lodash yet. <laughs> Could be true. All I remember. Right. Go ahead. Uh, Lodash is the number one project on GitHub, something like that. Right? On npm. Oh, yeah, on npm, yeah, not GitHub. Like the most dependent on, or yeah, however you say that. Yep. I forgot how to get to the uh, the. Uh, let's see, trending or oh no, all projects. Just uh, just tweet Jay Dalton. Most <laughs> yeah. He's got a uh, he's got a bit bar up in the top <laughs> of his OSX install that tells him how many stars his GitHub repo. And uh, yeah, well, well uh, to conclude this, Alex, where can people find you to ask you all the things about uh, your duties uh, at jQuery Foundation? Uh, I'm on. Most things as Slex Axton, S L E X A X T O N. Uh, and I. That's it. That's all the information. Next up, Mike, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at miketaylor.com. That's M I K E T A Y L R.com. Um, can you yeah. spell com for me? Uh, C O N. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, yeah, find me on the internet. Say hi. Nice. And Kyle? Yeah, you can uh, find me at twitter.com slash... What just happened? It sounded like a vacuum, but like... like a drill. It sounded like a yeah. drill. Electric toothbrush okay, drill. I'll have to... Uh, I'll have to uh, do... You should probably ask speak? Kyle to do that again. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we should, uh, but uh, I'm going to change the audio level so that thing so it doesn't blast <laughs> into people's heads. Um. <laughs> Did you hear that, Kyle? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have a link to Kyle's uh, Twitter handle, and you can find them on Twitter uh, through there. Freaking me yeah. out. <laughs> Freaking everybody out. <laughs> um, I'm Vlad. I'm at uh, vf.io. Uh, send me any questions you got about the podcast. And uh, yes, thanks for listening. And we'll be back in the next couple of weeks.